This is part seven, and I think our last session on 117 to 19a, as we focus one last time on this part of Paul's prayer. And we're going to see an amazing thing about the relationship between language that Paul, in praying, wants us to hear, even as he's talking to God, and the relationship between that language that we are to hear and its effect on us in relationship to the effect that he wants God to have on us in answer to prayer. If that didn't make sense, it will in just a minute. Father, grant, I pray, that we would see how Paul prays, the language he uses in the service of the glory that he means for you to reveal. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's the prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know three things. One, what is the hope of his calling? Two, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And three, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? Now pause and ask this question. Why didn't Paul simply say here that you may know the hope of his calling, that you may know the riches of the glory of his inheritance, that you may know the immeasurable greatness of his power. That would have been perfectly grammatical. What's the point of putting what, what, what in here? And it's exactly the same in Greek as it is in English. What is the, the verbal point of choosing to add language like this when you're praying to God for others to read. What effect does it have? The effect that it has is to say, I want you to stop and let yourself be awakened to this hope, this glory, this greatness, and to intensify my focus of your mind on that and your heart on that, I'm going to add, think what it is. Think what it is. Think what it is. In other words, I think when Paul says he wants the eyes of our hearts to be enlightened, and the heart is the especially valuing faculty of the mind, of the inner person. Hearts don't just know truth, they know value, worth, beauty. So he's saying, look, take a moment and let the eyes of your heart rest on what is the hope. Let them rest on what is the 
riches of this glory. Let them rest on what is the immeasurable greatness. This is all intensification of what he wants to happen that he's praying will happen. He wants this spirit, this wisdom, this revelation to have the effect of opening the eyes of the heart so that the heart doesn't just gloss over all this. Oh, yeah, hope. Oh, yeah, glorious inheritance. Oh, yeah, greatness of power, blah, blah, blah. That's blasphemy. And he wants us not to read blasphemously. He wants us to see, to see what's here. So that's my first observation. Here's the second structural observation I want us to see. It says, hope of his calling, glory of his inheritance, greatness of his power. You see the similar structure. I want you to know what is the hope of the calling, the glory of the inheritance, the greatness of his power. So far, wonderful, perfect parallels three times. But then notice this. With hope, there's no attribute or qualifier or modifier. But here, there's riches of the glory. And here there's immeasurableness of greatness. So why didn't he say something like, I want you to know what is the wonder of the hope or the beauty of the hope or the magnificence of the hope? (laughs) There's no modifier here. And so he breaks the parallel. Is there a reason for that? Here's my suggestion. I think when Paul's writing and he wrote, Hope of calling. God has called us. It is a hope-filled calling. He was thinking uh, this is general. This is summary. And now I'm going to break it down and focus on two aspects of it. And the one aspect of it is the content of the, the hope of the calling. It's going to be a glorious inheritance. That's the content of our hope. And this is the certainty or securing of this hope, namely power. When we get there, there's going to be a glorious inheritance waiting. Will we get there? Yes, we will get there because Toward us who believe there's this immeasurable greatness of power that is being exerted toward us who believe. And we'll look in the next several sessions about how Paul unpacks precisely the kind of power he's talking about because it is so relevant to whether we are going to be saved or not. So, my Suggestion for this structure is that hope of his calling corresponds to glory of his inheritance and greatness of his power. And these two 
glory of inheritance is made intense with riches and greatness of power is made intense with immeasurable. So there will be untold riches to this glorious. There will be nothing lacking here in the content of our hope. And there will be nothing lacking in the power, the greatness of the power that it takes to get us to this hope. The content and the securing are modified with high, high intensive words so that they fill up this general statement about the hope of calling. So we'll leave more explanation of the power toward us who believe for next time. But let me just end with the reminder of what he's doing. Paul is praying after the great doctrine and theology of 1, 3 through 14. He's praying that a spirit of wisdom and of revelation, because what this is, is revelation, and we need a spirit of revelation in order to, to know what's here, to know him from these verses. We won't know him from these mere words in 3 to 14 without this spirit of wisdom and revelation. And we won't see the value of all of this and the value of this hope and the value of this inheritance and the value of this power if we don't have the eyes of our hearts enlightened because the heart is the great valuing faculty of the human soul. And so Paul is crying out for Christians, that's us, that we would be able to see with the eyes of our heart, that is, we would see glory, beauty, greatness, value, and be moved by it so that our lives are utterly ravished and changed by it. So I would say that one of the practical outcomes of this is every time you read your Bible, pray this way. Long for this to happen.